0: Praise God. God does what only He can in changing us and illuminating our understanding and and bringing our light. You know, you you can have heard the same verses or scriptures or concepts for years and then the light's there and you see like you haven't seen before, which is a good thing, but you can be tempted to be like, what, what? How did I not see before? (laughs) Anybody ever had that? Like, wow, I just, I did not see that. You know you heard certain things. That's why hearing is not knowing. Because you can hear something and people say, oh, I heard that. It's not like math or, or something where, well, I heard that. And so I know that. I heard that recording. Okay, I know that. I've heard that subject. You can hear it and hear it and hear it. And then one day... It actually dawns on you, and you see. And you can look back, and you can realize, I've heard that. I heard that before. I remember Keith Moore was talking, uh, I heard him, uh, one message he was preaching, he said uh, he was going back because he he served in healing school at Ramah, and he was sharing how he was going back and like looking at an old recording of one of those. They had access to the tapes. I can't remember how long later this was. I think it was quite a while because he was in um he worked for in in healing school. He worked in healing school early on, but then he was in charge of it later. And so it was a ways back ways later and he was just watching an old tape and he was like he, he was watching Brother Hagin preach and he was like, This is amazing. I I mean I've never understood it like this before. I'm seeing this. And these things that are coming out of his mouth, he goes, was I gone that day? You know, or what? And he said, the camera panned and he was there on the front row. (laughs) Didn't hear it like that. Praise God, he's, he's growing all of us up. He's patient. He's good. And he knows where each of us is at right now. That's why you never judge somebody's heart, because you don't know what they see. You may think it's obvious, but you don't understand what they see and what they don't know or what they don't see, but God looks on the heart and he judges by the motives in the heart and he knows exactly what people see and he deals with them accordingly. Aren't you glad? Don't ever look at somebody and go, why why don't they just get this together? They should know that. Well... They, don't, they may not see certain things. And that's not just to say we should live loose. No, but we see certain things and we don't see. And what you see, they may not see. And they're doing the best they know how to do with what they have. And God's pleased with them. And with us. You have to know that He looks on your heart. And if you're doing the best you know to do and walking in all the light you have, what else can you do? What else can you do? You can't do any more than that. You can't walk in the light you don't have. Has anybody, and I know everybody has, you, you could look back and realize you didn't know some things, but you were, you, you don't know the things you know now, but if you look back, you knew that you were doing everything you knew to do with what you had. You just didn't see what you know now. You just didn't see it. You could have, at, you could have taught, you might have even nodded your head, and yeah, I've heard it, but you did not see it like you know now. Anybody? Well, how can you... You can't go to your, if you went to your past self and were talking to yourself like, hey, you need to be doing this and this like I see now, your past self would probably be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't, it's like you want to take your brain, just dump it in, because you know, you can hear something, you can, have you ever tried to explain something to somebody, and you know they're like, yeah, yeah, but you know they don't see it? Well, we're all at certain places, we see things, and there's some things we don't see, and that's not a negative confession, that just is. And we can prove that because next year you'll know more than you did this year, hopefully, and me. Right? So right now, today, even though we don't know everything, we can enjoy today. And we can enjoy the presence of God. Right at the where we are, today. No use in thinking, well, something should be different I'm not saying everything needs to be perfect because nothing ever is perfect. We need to be thankful for where we are and thankful for what we do know and enjoy it. It's just like you know you could have children uh, you can enjoy the three-year-old just like you can the 17-year-old and they can. And the three-year-old can enjoy life and the 17-year-old can enjoy life and the 35-year-old can enjoy life but they're all at different levels but they can instill joy with what, at the place they are, right? Well we're all children of God and we can enjoy him and enjoy life right now with the understanding we have today. You don't have to have somebody else's understanding. You can enjoy it today and if we'll receive and enjoy what we have now and just rejoice in that, we'll get more. And we'll know more. If we treasure what we have and just act on what we know, that's the best way to get more. Because when you act on what you know, now you're ready for more. What, why do you need more when we don't, we're not doing what we have? Well, if I only knew such and such. Well, let's take a step back. Are we doing what we should be doing with what we have? Now, I'm not saying you're doing it perfectly. Nobody's doing it perfectly. But are we endeavoring to do uh, our best with what we have? Because then, we're ready for more. And it's not again what we heard, it's what we're doing. We know what we do, not what we heard. So if there's things we've heard, and we're I'm not again, we're not saying we're doing it all perfect. Nobody's doing it perfect, so just erase that from your head. But we're if we're endeavoring to walk with God at our level that we're at, and doing what we know to do, we may fall down, but we get up and we keep doing, we qualify for more. Amen. That's good. It's good because that means this year can be the, this coming up year, and this week even can be the, the best week we've ever had. This Christmas season, as we're coming up on this, this can be the best time that we've ever had because of the way we look at it. Let's turn over to John fourteen twenty seven. Oh God is so good. He is so good. He is so good. Oh, he loves us so much. So faithful, so good. John 14:27. Jesus speaking. He said, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid The first part of that verse he said my or he said peace I leave with you my peace I give to you my peace This is Jesus speaking My peace I give to you not as the world gives to you not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He's saying he's given our peace. Peace is a state of rest, quietness, and calmness. An absence of strife, tranquility. It generally denotes a perfect well-being. It includes harmonious relationships between God and men, men and men, nations, nations, and families it's a i'm going to read some of the the first part again It's a state of rest, quietness, calmness, an absence of strife, tranquility, like you know when I think of tranquility, I think of just a uh, water that's completely still, you know no wind blowing, nothing just still, just peaceful. Well, Jesus said this is what he gave to us. And not some thing in the mind, not something that men generate or try to get into a state. He said he give, gave us his peace. His peace. And so then he said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Well, Troubled and afraid don't go with tranquility and rest and calmness. Can you see? Put calmness, tranquility, and rest next to being afraid. They don't go together. Troubled. You think of troubled and then you think of tranquility they don't go when you think of troubled water what do we trouble the water what what is that that's moving around that's not the same as glass smooth afraid if you think of somebody's afraid is that the same as rest would you say i mean could you even say well that person's really afraid but boy they're calm <laughs> boy they're at rest boy it's so tranquil but boy they're troubled and afraid You say, are you talking about the same person? Right? Boy, that, that, you know, that, that individual, man, they're just, they're so troubled. They're so afraid. Boy, it's just so peaceful around them. What? (laughs) When somebody's afraid and troubled, it's quite the opposite. It's like everything is, it's like chill out, right? Hey, it's going to be okay. Well, you're telling them what? Be at peace, be at rest. So these things are not the same. Jesus said, "I gave you my peace. Now, don't be afraid. Don't be troubled." Well, he didn't mean that you're gonna that the only time you can do that is when you you go um, close yourself up in a closet. Close yourself up in the back room. I mean, we can get away and pray and be at peace. Uh, I, w- I once worked in a house when I was in college and you know, I had a summer job doing um, trim carpentry. So, you know, we'd put on the... I was the vice president of closets. <laughs> so I, <laughs> That's what they called me. I, was, uh, I, did the, I did the trim in the closets. I put the shelves up in the closets. Well, you know, the closet is not the part that's seen a lot. So that's where I started. I was, uh, you know, just for the summer job they would put me in the closets putting up the shelves, you know, with nails and then the base. You know, the the trim at the bottom and the base shoe, the little half round stuff that, or quarter round that goes on there. So I would do that. Anyway, we were in this house. I don't know how big that house was. This is the Midwest. And this young couple they had saved all their money, you know early on, and i don't i don't know if they had children yet, and they put it all into this buy this property in this house and um it was pretty big, and we were doing the trim in it, and it had like i don't it was more than six i want to see it was like eight or it might have even been ten inch trim on it it was like all like kind of it wasn't victorian, but I mean the stuff. I can't remember what it was made of. Some of it was poplar and and, um, some other wood because they'd paint it. But it was like this big. And it was like that thick. And they would go up and have a design. But they had some curves in that place. Well, you can't bend that stuff like you can others. So you just have to cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. And I had to do this one thing in the hall. But they had in that house, they designed the house, they had a prayer room. And it was circular. So you would go into it, and, you know, it was two stories. And you would go into it, and I don't know, I want to say it's, you know, maybe about this diameter. So it's, it's going around. And they had then stairs that would go up, and then you could go up to up here. And that, they built the house with that in mind. These people were like probably 30 or something. And they built it with a prayer room, because they wanted to have a place that they just go and pray. Now that's awesome. I mean, it was. I mean, think. Not many people have a room like that that's actually designed for a prayer room. And that's 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 ama- That's awesome. It's amazing. But as nice as that is, you don't have to have that in order to experience peace. Otherwise, even if you had it, how much time do you get to spend there versus how much time you're going to be in bed? Or how much time you're going to be maybe out in job. Thank God we can pray, but you're not going to spend all your life there. And if that's the only time that you're at peace, there's going to be trouble when you get out. And think about it, if you're in the middle of of something, you're like, I can't take it out, i got to get back to the room, i got to get back to the prayer room. Well, what does that say? Is it a room? Is it a location? Or is it what's inside of us? Jesus said, He didn't say, "I gave you your peace. I gave you peace that it only resides in this certain location. If you go there, you'll experience it. If you go anywhere else, you're going to have to do the best you can. He said, "I give you my peace." And we, we spend some time in, in other Wednesdays talking about we have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. We can tap into Him and His comfort and His strength, anytime. Wherever we are, any part of the world, any state, any position, uh, anywhere, we can we can tap into that piece that's on the inside of us. In uh, in John sixteen thirty three, we could just go down a couple chapters. John sixteen thirty three. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Notice the way he said that. He said, in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. Notice it comes back to him. It comes back to what he's done. It's not... Okay, yeah, Jesus, I got that, now I'm going to run. Yeah, thank God we have it in us, and we can believe on it, but we have to rely on Him and His strength. Bible says in another place, uh, my strength is made perfect in weakness. When I'm weak, then I'm strong, in Corinthians. He said that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation. So whoops. We're going to have other stuff rather than peace in the world. He did not say, I give you this peace so wherever you go, everything around you will be at peace. That's not what he said in the previous verses read. He said, I, my peace I give to you. He didn't say he gave you a force field of peace that would affect everything around you. No, as you walk, there's just turmoil, but then it just, it just calms down when you walk by and then You know, as you're walking by, then it starts popping up behind you and starts going nuts again. You know, you walk down, you walk into the mall, and it's like noise, 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 but you come through, and it's like shush, 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 shush. And then you walk by, and it's like noise, 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 noise. (laughs) It's not like that. (laughs) Anybody ever experienced that? I haven't. No, you walk in, everybody's moving around, and they go right about their business and do what they're doing, and... They don't necessarily pay you any attention, don't know that you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, walking down the hallway. They go right on. Uh, your job, we're place of business, you go into that, people are going to be what they are, and just because you show up, they don't stop doing what they're doing. Now he said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You're going to have stuff in the world. We're going to have stuff around us. We're going to have craziness. We live in a fallen world. There's crazy people. There's people that aren't serving God, there's systems that aren't godly, that are exalting other things, and we're going to be in this, but in the middle of it, Jesus said he gave us his peace, and with his peace, in the middle of that, even though this is going nuts, here we can be calm. So even though if somebody were to look on the outside, going, wow, it's all this crazy stuff is going on, for us, we can be at peace and they could look at us and go, how is that? We have the opportunity and the ability because of what Jesus did that we can be at peace in the middle of chaos. Jesus said that in him we could have peace. We could have quietness, we could have calmness, we can have tranquility. Praise God. Even in the middle of December, week before Christmas, you know all the stuff we still have to get and the, all these extra things that we have to do and all the extra things that are popping up, different areas of life, can we have peace? Let me ask you a question. Would Jesus have peace? Sometimes it's kind of a fun exercise. Put somebody that, even somebody you respect. Let's say you, you know, there's somebody you respect or you know them personally and maybe they a, a, were a mentor to you or somebody you just looked up to or somebody you respect and think, we're going through something and say, how would they be handling my situation? What would they do? Because sometimes we can, we can start thinking about our situation and it might not be spoken, we might not verbalize it, we might not think it this way, but it comes to all of us, the push is, if anybody were in this situation, they would be, it would be too much, or it would be hard, and somehow that we, we're okay, Uh, with whatever reaction we're having. It's just, you know, it's hard or it's overwhelming. And sometimes just to stop and say, well, how would somebody else react? How would they, what would they, and what that's actually doing, not getting your eyes on a man, is if they were doing the word, they would act like that. Because sometimes it's easier to think somebody else would do the word more than we would because we know ourselves. But you think, that person, what would they do? Well, they would do this. Well, you probably just answer your question, what does the Word say, and what should I be doing? And of course, we could just say, what would Jesus do in our situation? You know, they had those bracelets years ago. Probably still do, but I mean, they were a movement for a while, the WWJD. What would Jesus do? If he were in my situation, what would he do? How would he act? Well, we ask the question, Would Jesus be all troubled? Would there ever be a situation where Jesus would be troubled and in fear? Yeah, he was pressed in the garden immensely. But he wasn't freaking out. Well, he said he gave us his peace. We have his peace. Think about that for a minute. We have the peace of Jesus. So what Jesus would do, and how, if he's calm, he, get, he said he gave us, you know, we're his disciples. Of course, we weren't there when he said this. But like so many things in the word, he's speaking to his disciples. You have passed it down. They're children of God. We're children of God. The Bible said he's no respecter of persons. There's different position in the body of Christ, but as children, we all have the same inheritance. And when he was speaking to them, they didn't have the Holy Spirit living on them and inside of them. Because he's not, he hasn't left yet. And he said, it's much better if I go away, like we read In our other series, it's it's better if I go away because you have the comforter. Well, we have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. Jesus said he gave us his peace. So we have the peace of almighty God, the peace of Jesus available to us in the middle of anything, anything, any situation. Any challenge, any pressure, we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us, the Spirit of Jesus, to be at peace in anything, to draw on that peace when we're with family. During this time, when we're dealing with last minute pressures, when we're dealing with traffic, dealing with any situation, something that is unexpected and that happens and your mind's racing, what am I going to do? Well, one thing we know we can do is draw on the peace of God. What would Jesus do? Well, we know he'd be at peace. We know He'd be tranquil. We know He'd be at rest. So we have a choice. In every situation, am I going to believe that the Spirit of God and the peace of Jesus is with me? And we can act on that. Because your mind may be racing, your flesh wants to jump up and maybe get agitated. And we could say, nope, here's the tribulation. Jesus said there'd be tribulation, but he also said, be of good cheer. And the first thing he said was, I spoke these things to you that you may have peace. Peace. Now, you're going to have challenges, you're going to have tribulation, you're going to have stuff happening, but right in the middle of that, do what I would do. He said, I've given you my peace. I've spoken these things so you can have peace. Now, in the middle of that junk, be of good cheer and know that I've overcome the world. He said, paraphrasing, take a deep breath and draw on me the strength that's in him. Praise God. There isn't anything on this earth. I mean, there are challenges on this earth, but when we really get down to it, there is nothing that's worth losing our peace over. Ever. Because when it's all said and done, as children of God, where are we going to be when we're out of here? In the presence of Almighty God. Let me ask you a question. Is it troubled and fearful or peaceful and tranquil there? Do you think there's a corner of heaven that's the troubled bunch and the people that are running around going, Yeah, we didn't tell you about those guys. They're over here. We don't. We kind of. We don't let people on Earth know about that. <laughs> That's not true. From what we know of the Word and what we know of God and everything the Bible said, God is there. There's no sun because God is the light. The the character of God permeates that place. There is no devil. There's no curse. We can't even imagine what it's going to be like. We don't want to think about it too much because we have a job to do here. We don't want to just be daydreaming. I mean, we could think about it, but we don't want to get so heavenly minded that we just don't do our duty here. But so that's our destiny. That's where we're going to be in just a little bit. If Jesus doesn't come back, we're going we're gonna to look up, and there's Jesus. We're in December. It's December, what, 19th? How fast did this year go? We're here. And we're going to blink our eyes, unless Jesus comes back, and we're going we're gonna to be in December 2020, just a little bit. And it's just going to keep going. And pretty soon, we're going to be standing with Jesus. Well, here we are. Wow. Well, the poor saps that are still on earth, we're here. Woo-hoo. No, we're going to know some spiritual things about it, but we're here. That's our destiny. What is such a big deal here? Well, something with my family or something with my body. Your body's going to go into the ground anyway. Yeah, but it hurts. Okay, it hurts, but it's not going to be for that long. And if we'll look, that's not going to help us looking at that. If we'll look to him, he's the answer. But what is worth losing our peace over? What? How is that going to help us? It won't help us. It'll get us worse off. When you're stressed, it hurts more. Anybody ever notice that? And if you focus on it, it hurts more. Talking about something in your body or in your mind, anything. You ever had a pain and then you got distracted, you're watching something or some people came over, you forgot all about it, didn't think about it, didn't hurt. So how does it help to look at the thing and get all upset about it and be complaining? That's not gonna help. What is worth losing our peace over? Well, you don't understand my family member in this. You're not God. It's not your role. His shoulders are the only one big enough to handle those type of things. You're not responsible for everybody. And maybe you did make some mistakes in a relationship. What is it going to help you to get upset about it? Or to go back and pine over and wish I could. You can't go back. I can't go back. What can we do? We can go to God and say, Lord, I've done what I know to do. If you need to make it right with somebody, you talk to them as the Lord would lead. But if he's not leading you, you, we need to cast our care over onto him and to be at peace and start enjoying what he has done. There is never a time that's worth losing our peace. Ever. Yeah, but this situation and how is it going to help to lose our peace? Would Jesus lose his peace in that situation? No, of course we would say no. He would handle it. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. Because he told us that he gave us his peace. And he told us there was going to be the pressure. But he also said, be of good cheer. I've overcome all this stuff. And if we believe that, we'll go back to just being, we're going we're gonna to get through this. We'll get to the other side. It's going to be okay. We're going over. This will be all right, guys. This will be all right, family. This will be okay, self. Just trust in God. You notice how the psalmist, like David sometimes, he would say, Soul, why are you downcast, soul? Trust in God, look to Him. Sometimes we just need to slap ourselves and say, What are you doing, self? There's no reason to get upset. There's no reason to to lose our joy, lose our peace over this. God's got this. If I'll trust Him, then He can help me. Glory to God. He's faithful. He's faithful. Isaiah 26.3. We'll just put that up on the screen. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Isn't that what we're just saying? He'll keep him in perfect peace. It does not say whose mind is stayed on all the problems and all the pressure and all the turmoil and the symptoms. That's not where the peace is. Putting your mind, wherever you put your mind on, your focus is going to be there. And if it's a troubling thing, it's going to get us worked up. We're going to be tempted to lose our peace. We're going to be tempted to get out of sorts. We're going to be tempted to be troubled and afraid. That's why it says you will keep him in perfect peace who my, whose mind is stayed on you. How could you be at peace in the middle of a very trying situation if your mind is not on that situation. If your mind is focused on Him. There's somebody tell a story recently. They were watching a a football game. I can't remember the team's. But it was, a, I can't, it was a college football game, I think. And they were watching the game. And the home team was just getting whooped. And the further it went on, it was just getting worse and worse. But then something started happening. I mean, they were getting, it was like, is a football game, and it was like fifty something to like single digits or whatever. I can't remember the exact score, and these they just kept running up. But something started to happen. There was a part of the the stadium that I mean, their their teams getting pummeled. All of a sudden, they'd be letting out the this applause, and they'd be cheering, and then it would go on, and then. um a little while later, I mean, they, the guy, they would get another touchdown scored on him. And then the other team is, or the, this, this corner, started to, to cheer. And then the announcer started saying, something's going on with these with people. Because they were, it was like, why are they cheering? Well, I want to say, because it was at the beginning of the football, I, may, I can't remember exactly the details, but they were, what it turned out, they were watching like the playoffs or something, of another team, a local, uh, you know, it was like the, whoever was the regional team, it was either the playoffs in baseball or something, they were watching them, and they were winning. <laughs> so every time they, like, were, were getting something, they were cheering. But right in front of them, if they were looking at what's going on in front of them, there's no way they're cheering. But they're cheering because they're not looking at that, they're looking at something else. And so everybody around them goes, what's with these people? They're happy, and they're getting excited. Well, they're, they're watching a different game. And they're in the same stadium. Well, that's kind of like this. We're in the middle of the junk and the tribulation. How could you be at peace? You're not looking at that. We're looking at the Lord, and He always wins. He is always winning. Right now in heaven, they're not sad. Right now in heaven, they're not going, whoa, look what's going on in earth. Otherwise, heaven would not be a fun place, because they're looking at here. But they're not. They have God. They, They have the Spirit of Almighty God, or the Spirit of God actually is here, but the God Himself in the presence of God. Heaven. They're not worried about what's going on here. And we need to understand that with God, no matter what it looks like, He has the answer. And in our situation, we can be at peace if we'll look to Him. He'll keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. So in the middle of pressure, 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 chaos, 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 we can say, Lord, I'm looking to you. Lord, I'm looking to you. And we can have what? Peace. Peace. He's the answer, He's the way. Hallelujah.